Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Such an exciting week. Great to have everybody here today. I am... Just a few things I want to celebrate. On Friday, we had a young adults meeting here. Some of y'all were here. And there was, uh, I think there was over 90 young, young people here. I think most of them were under 30. A couple tried to sneak in here, but that's all right. It was, it was really good. And uh, so that, that's exciting. Yesterday morning, we had 25 couples here for a, a marriage reach group. So that was also a blessing. And so God is up to something really powerful. Our 11 o'clock service was really fire. Yeah. So get ready. But I, I do want to celebrate you, the fact that you got here today. I'm not sure if you were invited, if you wanted to be here. I'm not, I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. You're here. So can, I, can you just give yourself a hand? And I have a question, and I know for the younger generation, because, you know, I'm, I'm almost 25 times two, and uh, for the younger generation, perhaps this isn't that important, but for my generation, it's very important. Uh, it was very important growing up, and, uh, and so this is a remote control, and when I was growing up, whoever had the whole remote control, whoever was holding it in the living room or wherever, you were, you were, you were the man, you were in control, and so me and my brother, my brother is about two years older than me, so we used to fight for the remote control, um, but, but when my dad came in, he would just take authority and put whatever he wanted to watch, the news or whatever, and then, you know, we would kind of go back to our room or, uh, if we didn't like what was going on. But the remote control uh, was important. Who had the remote? And I know for the younger generation, perhaps the remote's not that important, but I know your phone is important, right? If somebody takes your phone, that's like ripping your heart out. That's like your life is over. Uh, there's no, no, no future without your phone. But I want to let you know that you can Truly, you can survive without a, uh, without a phone. My son is in Africa, and he lost his phone. Uh, and uh, he was like for a month maybe without a phone, and he survived. He's still breathing, and we're thankful that, um, that the phone is not a vital part of, of our existence, even though it seems like it controls so much of us. But anyway, this remote control is important. And, and, and what I want to say today is, is we've been talking about the kingdom within, how God's kingdom is inside of each and every one of us. And the verse or the scripture from the Bible we're using is found in the book of, the book of Luke chapter 17. And it says, if we could put it up there, it says, it's coming up. It says, now... When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, and this is Jesus, Jesus answered and said, the kingdom of God doesn't come without, with observation, nor will they say here it is or there it is, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. It's inside of you. We want to talk about that some more today, about that kingdom that's inside of us and how does that thing get revealed? How does that kingdom inside of each and every one of us, how does it uh, come to life and because we've been talking about the kingdom of darkness or the earthly realm that we live in. And for the last few weeks, we've kind of divided this stage in two. And, and I, I've been saying that here on the left, my left, your right is the, we're going to say that represents the kingdom of, of earth or the earthly realm. Kingdom of darkness. Sometimes it's dark in the kingdom of dark. It's always dark in the kingdom of darkness. But over here on the right, this represents the kingdom of heaven on earth, the one Jesus talked about, the one Jesus t taught the disciples to pray for. When he says, when they said, how do we pray? He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. 
So there's a kingdom on earth that Jesus was revealing uh, to his people, to his church, to you and to me. And this kingdom uh, uh, here on earth, we're going to talk a little bit about it today. This kingdom of darkness we're very familiar with. It's about your sweat equity. It's about your sweat. How much you, you sweat will bring results. And there's so much truth to that. If you make an effort and you put some time in and some hard work, then yes, there's results. The problem with this kingdom of darkness is that it's logical, it's limited, and it's, it's only as far as you can see and touch. You have to work for everything. And you're limited in this kingdom to your wisdom or whatever connections you make. And so in this kingdom, yeah, there's some connections. There's some people who might help you uh, along the way. I'm not saying that's not true. That is true. But a lot of times in this kingdom, you're, you're surrounded by people who are living in fear. Some people who are going to doubt. Not only will they doubt, not only will they have their own doubts, but they'll put their doubts on you. They'll put their fears on you. And so sometimes when you're excited about something, you share with people and they're like, well, I don't think that's going to work. Or they'll tell you why. They'll give you the 100,000 reasons why you shouldn't do it. And so in this kingdom, we're lucky if we just get by, if our bills get paid. And in this one, we're not really pushed to own things or take territory. It's just about, man, it's, it's okay. You're, you're good. You're good. And, and so we settle. We settle for a lot of things in this kingdom. And, and over here, it's activated by your effort, your willingness to, to work and sweat. And so we're familiar with this. We all live there. It's, it's, it's where we walk. It's where we operate. Kingdom of heaven over here is quite different because this isn't about... This isn't about your sweat equity. It's about your relationship or it's about if you know the king of the kingdom. If you know the king of the kingdom of heaven. So it's about getting to know King Jesus and staying connected with him. It's about embracing his kingdom first over that kingdom. It's not about your sweat equity, but it's about the equity of the blood that he shed on the cross. So it's already done. It's already finished and over here, you're not surrounded by a bunch of doubters. You're surrounded, by, according to the Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, that you're, you are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who are cheering you on. So it's not people coming against, but it's people who are with you. And even in the church, there's some people who are walking in this kingdom who can celebrate you, who can give you what, who can cheer you on, who can celebrate when you're doing something good. And so it's not just about people filling you with fear and all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. But there's people who start to say, yes, you can do it. And I'm so thankful that about nine years ago, as I was walking and operating in this kingdom, and it was okay. We had accomplished some stuff. We built a house. We had a, a car or two in the driveway. We had a couple flat screen TVs. And at that time, I guess that was really important. But guess what? I was very empty. And I was surrounded by a lot of people living in fear. But as God began to call me to his kingdom... I was like, but, but I'm not worthy of it. I'm not worthy. But he says, no, no, come on, son. I want to reveal the kingdom. So he began to reveal his kingdom. And all of a sudden, even some people in the church, oh, can I say it? There were some people in the church, they were still over here. And they kept saying, no, you shouldn't do it. No, if you do that, if you take that step over there, you're going to lose everything. And all of a sudden, I realized that a lot of people who I thought were with me were really, they weren't, it wasn't their fault, but they just tried to put their fear in me. And they try to share all the shame that they carried or all the reasons why they wouldn't do it. They try to put it on my life. Has anybody been there? 
hey, I'm guilty of it too. I, I've had people come to me, I'm like, wow, are you sure? Or maybe you shouldn't. And, 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 and the kingdom of God, the king in the kingdom is too big to live in doubt and fear and shame and guilt forever. And so even in the church, some, so you got to watch who you, who you surround yourself with. Again, it's not about your sweat equity over here. It's about who you believe in. It's not about what you do. It's about who you know. Do y'all with me? Yes. In this kingdom, they send people to pick you up when you're down. In this kingdom, they send people to step on you and keep you down. How many have been stepped on in the past? How many have stepped on some people? Yes, we have. We have. Even in the church, we still seem, seem to step on some people. In this kingdom, this kingdom over here of darkness, it's about satisfaction and fulfillment. This kingdom over here, it's about overflow. Over here, it's about addition and subtraction. Four plus four is eight. Over here, Jesus talks and reveals a kingdom of multiplication. Where it's not 4 plus 4 is 8, but now it's 4 plus 4 is 16. 16 times 6. And go, it's about multiplication and overflow. All over here, you got to work for some stuff. Over here in the kingdom, some stuff starts working for you. And we talked for the last few weeks, and I know this sounds repetitive, but I keep saying it because guess what? When I talk about it, something in my spirit comes alive. When I start to, when my spirit starts to hear about the kingdom, all of a sudden hope starts to rise inside of me. All the limitations that were placed on me the day I was born, all of a sudden begin to, be, begin to disappear and hope arises. And I'm like, oh my God is big and since he's big and I'm his son, that makes me big because I, oh God, I stand on his shoulders. This kingdom is activated by faith. Just got to believe. And the Bible says you don't need a lot of faith. Just need a little bit of faith. Need a little bit of faith. People ask me, and I share this all the time, you know, how, 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 how did you get or how did you get where you are? I just gave God a little bit. I just gave him a little. I just trusted him a little bit. And then two months later, I looked back and I started to trust them a little bit more. And all of a sudden, as you trust, he begins to reveal and what he's trying to do, church, he wants to reveal his kingdom to this church and every church. But right now, it's our time. It's our time to start walking in the kingdom of God. Why? It's not just so you would be blessed. It's so that your neighborhood would be blessed. It's so that all of a sudden you're not thinking the way you used to think. You're not talking the way you used to talk. You're not walking the way you used to walk. All of a sudden when someone's talking and they're talking down about saying, no, 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 that's not the way we talk. Oh, no, that's not the way. We're not going to talk death in this house. We're going to speak life and life abundant. It's activated by your faith. Activated by your faith. And I don't know about you, but I want that kingdom to, to be operating and activating in my life, in my wife's life, in my children's life, in my finances, right, in my emotions. Glory to Jesus. First Thessalonians in the New Testament chapter 5 verse 23 says this, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit, your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes and it says the whole 
of you. The whole spirit, the whole soul, the whole body. Why did God make us, make us in three, plate, three parts? We're, we're divided in the body, which we will describe in a little while, our soul, and the spirit. The reason is because we're made in his image. And God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're made in his image, so we have body, soul, and spirit. So I'm going to ask body, soul, and spirit to come up here. We're going to talk a little bit about this because I want you to be able to start picturing and perceiving how you can access the kingdom of God in your own life. Because it's great to see somebody else do it. It's great to be, see somebody else do it. But it comes a point when you got to want it. You got to want it. And it's good to watch some other people around you. And, and you can watch and then see some models and say, okay, but there ha something hap has to happen inside of you. That all of a sudden you say, I'm tired of looking. I'm tired of watching. I want what they have. And that's what happened to me. I had a friend. He started to walk in faith. He started to walk in faith. And I, all of a sudden he stopped walking in faith. He started running in faith. I said, man, I want some of that. I want to believe like he believes. And that's what God begins to do. So we are divided in, again, body, soul, and spirit. So here's body, here's soul, here's spirit. We all relate with these things, whether we know it, whether we want to admit it or not. The body's very simple. It's what, what you see in the mirror, the body. It's what, what carries us around, right? Flesh and bone, flesh and bone. It's how we feel things physically. So we're very familiar with the body, five senses, taste, sight, hear, touch, and smell. And we can experience good through the body, good feelings, and bad feelings. Most of these feelings, we, we feel them in the body through the nervous system. So if I, if I punch my brother in the stomach, he's, his body's going to feel it. I'm not going to do that to him. But if, if, if he gets cut or bleeds or he gets burned, the body senses that and experiences Either good things or bad things. This is what we should wash every day. <laughs> Keep your beard trimmed if you have a beard. No. We need to take care of the body, the Bible tells us. So this one's pretty easy. All right. And then we have the soul. And the soul, this is where all the battles happen in our soul, right? It's the mental part. It's our emotional, uh, our will. It's, it's when we, where, we, where we make choices. It's, some say the conscious, our, our personality is wrapped up here as well in the soul. And the soul can also feel good things and it can feel bad things. You can affect the soul of someone. You can hurt people in their soul by either actions that happen in the body that affect the soul. Or you could even say words to the body that affect the soul. So if I'm talking to the body, say, you're amazing, you're amazing, then guess what? The soul starts feeling amazing, amazing. If I say, you're terrible, you'll never amount to nothing, then the soul, right? When the body, actually, well, sin begins here. When we sin, it begins here. But then it manifests here in the body. Y'all with me? All right, so all kinds of stuff is happening, good, bad, ugly, all kinds of indifferent stuff happens in this. This is where all your stuff happens, right? Again, good and bad. Uh, but you can hurt the soul. It's where your feelings are. It's like when somebody says, I'm heartbroken, they actually feel it in their heart. It's happening here. That's where it's happening. So, so shame, fear, guilt, it manifests here. 
first. And then, so if he's fearful, then all of a sudden the body gets fearful. It's not because the body is fearful. It's because the soul is fearful, right? If he's feeling bold, he's feeling bold because something bold is happening here. But this is where it all happens. And so, again, but happiness, you feel it inside. You don't feel happiness on the outside. You feel it. It manifests on the outside, right? But, but, but it's, it's where it happens. And so both of these areas, and you can turn again. Oh, actually, look, you both look this way. These two areas we're very familiar with. We're in touch with these two every single day. And that's because it, it is where we operate as human beings. And so this is your daily life. You deal with your body and you deal with the soul. Okay, you guys can turn again. As now we want to get to the spirit. And before, yeah, you can turn. I was going to reveal you later, but that's all right. No, 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 you can. Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 6. John chapter 3, verse 6. It says, flesh gives birth to flesh. So that's flesh over here. Spirit gives birth to spirit. So the spirit is different because the spirit, the spirit is just not accessed automatically. The spirit has to be activated. So when Jesus says the kingdom of God lies within us, then it is, but it has to be activated. And how does it get activated? It gets activated through the spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And so when Nicodemus in the Bible, he was a, a teacher of the, of the law, of the, a religious teacher, when he comes to Jesus hidden at night and says, hey, what, what, is, what, is, what is this stuff you're teaching? Jesus says, the problem you have is that you need to be born again. You need to be born again. And Nicodemus says, what, I got to go back in my mother's womb? He says, no, you have to be born in the spirit. Born in the spirit so you can activate things in the spirit, in the kingdom that Jesus was sharing with us. And so the spirit gets activated by the spirit. But you need all three. So all three of you guys look at me real quick. Or look at the stage, sorry. I love they listen to me when I'm up here. Once the spirit is activated, your perspective changes. You begin to see things different. But in order for it to get activated, something needs to happen here first. So either you hear the good news of Jesus, right? You hear the good news or, or you come to church and you like sense something new. You sense like you're like, these people are a little crazy, but there's something I like about this. The body says, hmm, what's going on here? The soul says, yeah, 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 I'm feeling that. There's something a little different here. And then all of a sudden, through the senses, the word of God comes in to the body and then reaches the soul. And the soul has to manage that thing. Like, okay, God is, I feel God calling me. And we, we've had conversations. I feel like, like maybe you're at, I don't know if it's your first time here, but maybe during the worship you just felt something a little different. And it's because... The spirit is longing to be activated. It wants to activate. Because although we're so familiar with these two, this is the one that has no boundaries. This one has no limits. Because this one's connected to the source. See, as much as we want to connect with God, oh man, y'all need to listen to this part. As much as we want to, see, we want to connect to God with, through these two. That there's limited. There's a ceiling there. But this is how you connect to God. 
So once this is activated, this guy needs to be nourished, needs to be fed. Once this guy starts getting fed, he gets the remote. But a lot of us, sorry, Spirit, you'll get it back. A lot of us want to do it here. You can't, you can't do it here because this is full of your feelings, your history, your pain, your fear. So uh, most, I'm going to say this, most Christians, they serve God here. So if I feel good, everything's good. But if I don't feel good, then it, you can't do this by how you feel. I mean, you could try. It's got to go to the spirit. Because this is where the fruits of the spirit start to, that, that Paul talks about, joy, peace. Right? The power that Jesus, that, that the same power that resurrected Jesus from the grave is here in the spiritual part of you. So when Jesus says this, the kingdom lies within you, he's talking about the same power that resurrected Jesus himself from the grave is inside of you. But it gets activated when the spirit gets active. When the spirit gets active and all of a sudden says, hey, so I know you feel sorry for yourself, but now's not the time. I know some things happened to you. I know that there's pain and shame and guilt and you've made some mistakes. And I know, body, you were, you, you were in cahoots with him. I know y'all did this together. But the spirit, oh man, the spirit, the word of God begins to fill the spirit and the spirit gets empowered. And the spirit starts to say, soul, body, I know you don't want to go to church. But it's time to go to church. It's time, I, I, I need to go, I need to be around some other spiritual people. Because that's what the spirit needs. The spirit needs to be around some other people who are speaking life. The spirit needs the word of God. That all of a sudden it empowers and all of a sudden the soul says, man, that, you're right. You're right, spirit. That feels good. And then all of a sudden, man, he's empowered. He's smiling. Now, put that big smile. He's smiling. Now, he feels good. People are like, what's wrong with you? He's like, I, I just don't know. I just can't stop smiling. Why? It's because the spirit was activated. But we want to serve God over here with the soul, with our feelings. And, oh, I don't feel good. And I feel so sorry for myself. And I can't do this. And, oh, and we are so uninvited. But the Spirit's always invited. You want joy? You want to see? You want to feel true happiness? Activate the Spirit. You want to stop complaining about everything and everything around you? Activate the Spirit. You want to see the cup half full instead of half empty? Activate the spirit. But you choose. You choose. You have to choose. But once that spirit gets activated, your, your perspective changes. And the word of God comes true when it says that you are now a new creation in Christ. People say there's something different about him. But you just have to believe. You have to believe. You have to believe. And, and, and that faith that gives access to, to you in the kingdom of God by the spirit, through the spirit. And all of a sudden you begin to understand. The spirit starts to understand. Hold up. Hold up. I'm just not ordinary. 
because I'm connected to the source. I'm not just anybody because I'm connected to the source. There's power in this room right now. The Holy Spirit is trying to activate some spirits in this place. Because he's tired of us complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining, he says. Stop complaining about your wife. Stop complaining about your husband. Stop complaining about your children. Stop complaining about your situation. And he says, just activate the spirit. The spirit doesn't feel sorry. The spirit looks and says, I don't feel sorry for you, so because you were you were created in the image of the God Almighty. You body, I don't care if you don't feel healthy, you better feel healthy. You're not so sick. And then when he gets activated, all of a sudden diabetes starts to disappear. All of a sudden, he starts to walk a little straighter. He don't feel so old no more. Arthritis says, Oh, what is going on? He says, Oh, the spirit just spoke. And the beautiful thing, I'm not talking to just a few people. I'm talking to every single person in here. Stop complaining. Or you can stay here and complain forever. Or you can say, spirit, it's time to revive. To revive. What Jesus talked about, the kingdom that's inside of me. Would you revive kingdom? Church, can we stand up in this place? He's so about you. He is so for you. He he wants to multiply some things through you. He wants to overflow some things through you. But he can't do it through complainers. And I know there's a lot to complain about. But that's the kingdom of darkness. And there's a moment, there's a season we can complain. There's a season when we feel sorry for ourselves. I get that. But man, we can't stay there. We can't stay there. If you only understood that it's so much bigger than you. The, 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 the kingdom of heaven is so much bigger than the kingdom of darkness, the one that we see. The Bible tells us that Elisha, it says that he was with his servant and the city was surrounded by the enemy. There was a huge army around the city. And Elisha wasn't panicking. He was relaxed. And the servant said, how could you be so relaxed? We, we're, we're surrounded by an army. And Elisha said, hey, go out. I want you to go look and tell me what you see. He went out and he says, I, I, I don't see anything. He said, go back and look again. And the second time he went out and he didn't see anything, he comes back to Elisha. I don't see anything. The third time, Elisha prayed, said, God, let him see. Let him see. Let him see the spiritual realm. Let him see your kingdom. The Bible tells us that, that when that servant went out and he looked this time, he saw armies upon armies upon armies, heavenly armies, heavenly covering, covering the sky. But I'm telling you, if we want to live in the kingdom of darkness, it's weak, it's limited. But over here, over here, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to lose some sleep over COVID. You're gonna leave, and, and I know we're kind of past COVID, but you're going to lose sleep over the war and the end, the end is over and the world is over and you're going to lose some sleep. But over here, you're not, you're not losing no sleep because your faith 
is in a greater kingdom. It is a greater kingdom. It is a greater kingdom of life and life abundant. And that's what our city needs. Our city is stuck over here in darkness. And sad to say, most of the church is stuck in darkness. When Jesus says, I died and I burst out of a grave for some people at 6814 Torresdale Avenue that they would provoke their spirit in faith. Let's close our eyes today. I, I need you to activate your spirit here today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this place. I pray, Lord, that faith would arise just a little bit, just a little bit. You just need a little bit of faith, God. God, that we would stop being complainers. And we would move from this kingdom of darkness and we would start step, stepping towards the kingdom of the unstoppable God. The one who owns it all, the one who knows it all, the one who carries us. Every breath of life that we take is because of his goodness. It's because he's for you and not against you. So I come against lies that have been spoken over you right now in the name of Jesus. I come against limits that have been placed over you. I come against ceilings that have been placed over you. Maybe in your own mind you've placed limits and said, no, not me, not me, not me, not me, not ever. We cancel those things right now. In the spiritual realm, we cancel them right now in the name of Jesus. That chains would be broken. That hope would arise. That your sons and daughters would start walking like sons and daughters, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I just pray that over every person here in this place, God. I just pray it and believe for them. And I pray that faith, 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 faith activation would happen in this place and so in this same spirit in this same atmosphere if you need prayer today there's some prayer warriors up here who will pray with you and so I challenge you while the worship team sings if if you feel led if you feel like he's spoken to you that you would just take some steps forward and we would love to pray with you here today we would love to pray with you here today and I believe many will leave here never to be the same again Never to be the same again. I just declare that right now in the spiritual realm that it would manifest here in the natural. And I thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.